Hey guys, another episode of Almost Burn in Silence. I'm Brennan, here with Doug. You know us already, we're not important. Today's special, because here we have Angie Roberts, a host and writer for Gamer Chat Weekly on UGRgaming.com. Hey everybody. Hey, how's it going, Angie? <laughs> good. How are you guys tonight? Pretty good. Can't complain. It's like the first warm day in Pennsylvania, it feels like, and forever. It's kind of weird. It's freaking me out. I don't like the sun. <laughs> and it's like the end of April, so what the hell? But anyway, uh, and speaking of where we're from, where are you? Where are you located? I actually live in Connecticut. Oh, cool. Oh. We're state to live in, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there like surprisingly high taxes for Connecticut? Yeah, Connecticut is actually one of the most expensive states to live in, and everyone's like, "Oh, you must be rich." I'm like, "No, I'm really broke." <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. The, do you think it's because of the land? Because I know in Delaware. It's, one of the smaller states, and it's tax-free. Really? Or at least tax-free shopping. Yeah. Oh, damn. Everyone, everyone in Pennsylvania and Jersey just drive down to Delaware. That's so worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't, to be honest, I'm not sure why taxes are so high, but it could also be because our state is so poor. <laughs> uh. Like, um, we have a lot of debt in Connecticut, but that's a completely different kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speak, um, speaking of podcasts, uh, the podcast you're on, Gamer Chat Weekly. So there's some other hosts on the show. Do you want to talk about who's all involved? Sure. So together, um, there are there was four of us. There's now three of us. Um, the Gamer Chat Weekly podcast has been around for about three years. Um, it was started by uh, Brandon and Cameron, who are also my other two co-hosts. And they found me about two years ago. Um, they were at PAX. But I was not there. I was there, but it was one of those things we probably just kept passing each other and like, oh, who's that weirdo over there, <laughs> you know? Um, but I met up with them because they were looking for a female podcaster. And at the time, I had my own, I had my own type of website that was a video review game. Blah, I can't talk. Video review website for gaming and everything like that. And it was just it, it took off from there. Like, and I've been best friends with these guys. I mean, we've been, we podcast once a week, every week, um, try to at least every week, uh, for about two years now. So they are my family awesome. <laughs> and I love them. Cool. Um, who's the fourth, uh, beetle? The fourth beetle is, his name is Jerome. Um, he recently has been working a lot, so he has just taken a step back, um, and kind of on a little hiatus for a while. Yeah. Everyone needs to do that every now and then. So it's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, you say you guys met at PAX. That's interesting. I was wondering, like, how many uh, conventions have you guys attended collectively? Collectively, we've, we have only all gone to PAX. We went last year and, um, and this year all together. But uh, we all go to conventions in our own neck of the woods. Awesome. Yeah, so how was PAX this year? I actually listened to your episode of you guys covering it. It sounded like you guys had a lot of fun. Oh my God, we had so much fun. I mean, every night for the three days we were there, every night it was a different party to go to, a different place. And we made a lot of new friends, uh, a lot of streamers. And I'm part of Team Ponage now, which was one of the gentlemen who was on our podcast, um, Hada. So he is the leader. But because of PAX, I met them. And if it wasn't for going to PAX, I would never be part of this awesome gaming community to play with gamers who are my age. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Yeah. For a split second, I forgot what we were talking about, and when you said streamers, I thought you meant like the long ribbons on like the uh, stick 
used for like rhythmic gymnastics. <laughs> Those are so much fun to play with. <laughs> I was super confused. I was like, "What? You met streamers? Like, what are you talking about?" There, like, there oh. are so many different. Like, there was purple. There was pink. <laughs> it was great. Teal. It was awesome. Ooh. Yeah, teal's hard to get nowadays. It is. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, sorry, a little out of it. <laughs> it's all good. You just worked a long day. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel you. I work in retail, so. I'm... What a coincidence. So do I. Oh, my God. Have you embraced your alcoholism yet? <laughs> I'm drinking as we speak. Fantastic. <laughs> like... that's, how you, that's how this podcast is supposed to be handled. So That's awesome. No, it's. I've had some very long days recently. I've been working doubles, and today is my first Ooh. day off in like five, six days. Oh, I feel bad making you work on your day off then. Oh, it's, this isn't work. I enjoy it. Like, as I tell everyone – it's work, but it's not work. I will I lie to my job and say it's work, but to anyone else, it's it's not work. I enjoy doing it. I love talking. I love, yeah, I love yeah. talking. The only <laughs> real work aspect of it is editing, and I was going to say, who does the editing for you guys? Usually we, all right, so it's kind of a team collective. Um, I try to edit as much as possible. Um, I'm learning. Brandon will edit. And Cameron does most, he does a lot of the editing as well. Awesome. Yeah, this is, that's cool that you guys all work together. Cause yeah, I, I take it on as, as much as possible, but I do have a uh, brand as a backup. So yeah, we, we tried at first it was like one person solely taking it, but when things start to slip, you kind of got to start sharing the responsibility so that everyone, you know, yeah. it's not, not that everyone carries their weight, but just everyone pitches in. So it's not just one person always doing doing all the work definitely and the one cool thing is uh our other co-host matt decided to pitch in by creating an entirely separate podcast which he takes care of the editing for that so it's actually it's pretty balanced that way that's really awesome that's good teamwork yeah definitely (laughs) um well speaking of podcasting and stuff what got you interested in it all like what were some of the first uh podcasts that you listened to and that inspired you to get into the hobby I used to listen to um, the World of Warcraft podcast. Um, oh, I can't remember exactly what it's called, even though I listen to it every morning. <laughs> and I, because I was very big into World of Warcraft, and I love the stuff they talked about. It is so relevant, and um, that's I was kind of like, well, I like gaming. Why can't I talk about it? And like I saw there was like the angry gamer like podcasts and stuff like that and I kind of just dabbled around and it, it just why I was just like why can't I do it you know I like video games I write about video games there's not a lot of girls that have their own pod I mean now there's more but during that time there wasn't and I was like it's it's a niche in the markets absolutely yeah <laughs> if only so. we had that <laughs> the spectacled white guy bearded nerd podcast is really standing out (laughs) (laughs) no it's you know it's it's always fun and anytime you guys ever i'll come by and stop and say hi great that sounds good fantastic (laughs) yeah we're lonely god (laughs) (laughs) don't worry it's okay (laughs) but it's it's that's that's just what's made me want to start and um my website used to be called uh the bad the bad gamer girl gaming for the good the bad and the ugly and uh, what started that was a Tomb Raider uh, like review I wrote. It was just probably one of the best. It's not one of the best reviews I've ever written, but it was very. It came from the heart because I was a huge. I'm a huge Tomb Raider fan. Nice. Yeah, 
Lowercross the shit. What did you think of the 2012 game? Yeah, I was scared to ask. I loved oh, it. I don't. I I really liked it. I mean, I love. Okay, so this is gonna. I'm totally gonna condescend myself when I say this. I love Tomb Raider, but I hate puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> like I hate puzzles and i get so annoyed when there's timers and you've got to jump from you know here to there it it just it annoys me but you know i loved it i thought it was a a nice darker version of of laura croft yeah very gritty yeah you know square enix usually does a really good job in kind of doing a flip on games and kind of putting a different aspect that you know you wouldn't see normally on games and i was excited because square enix was doing it yeah, I think they're going to do a sequel. I'm not sure what's going on with that. I haven't really paid attention. They they are, but um, I haven't. I try. It's it's all like a lot of it's rumors. Sure. So it's yeah. all hearsay. So until until I actually physically hear something, I just like yeah, they're probably going to do something. Definitely. It better be good. It's, in, it's interesting though with Tomb Raider because they've had this big triple A title, and I know I think they have like the Temple of Osiris, mm-hmm. and I think like the something Guardian. There's um smaller I guess just not triple A titles, but like smaller I wanna say like Xbox Live games that you buy for maybe like five bucks as opposed to the full, you know, thirty or whatever to sixty. Yeah. So it's still they still have other games. It's like a mobile game, but not on the mobile because Xbox has no mobile device. Oh wow, I didn't know that was even a thing. Yeah, so they're just smaller Xbox Live uh arcade games. So even though they haven't had too many huge Tomb Raiders over the last few years, except for this recent one in 2012. They still have a few popping up here and there. Yeah, that's like uh, the one franchise that I love but also annoys the shit out of me is Kingdom Hearts. Um, oh. I just can't wait for the third game, but all they did was spend all these years making a ton of like mobile versions and now HD remakes of all the previous games, and it's just like, just give me the third game already. Dude. Yeah, just <laughs> give me a new game. Stop yeah. remaking them. <laughs> exactly. But for a long time... Um, I think Square Enix kind of fell off the map because they were focusing on their mobile platforming okay. Okay. platforms. So, like, they had a lot of the Final Fantasy games that are now available on iOS um, mm-hmm. and I think Android as well. And they focused, like, I want to say at least two years. So that's why we didn't see much. If We saw a little, not a lot, but no crazy awesome drops from Square Enix. Yeah, and, oh, wait, what's up, Bren? Well, I was just going to say, um, that's what always surprised me, because I would always think, I think between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, it took about maybe four years, mm-hmm. whereas God of War, a uh, franchise I love, I think it was maybe six years for all three games, and we're going on to what, maybe eight years for Kingdom Hearts 3? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I remember beating Kingdom Hearts 2 like within a week of having it, like the, the first day it came out, and just being like, oh, I can't wait for the third one already. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the game community is like a widow standing on like the cliff edge. Like he'll come back. He'll come back someday. <laughs> someday, some. Well, that's how it was like with Diablo. Um, yeah. When they oh. when they announced Diablo, like it was like I want to say it was two thousand because I worked at GameStop. It was like two thousand and eight that they were taking pre orders for Diablo and it didn't come out for like. Holy shit! Yeah, like I knew people that had pre ordered that game, and I'm like, whatever happened to your five dollars? They're like, I don't know. I'm like where where is it? It has to be somewhere. That is Go back and get it. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn GameStop. It happens. Yeah. 
But oh, that reminds me. Well, since we're talking about games that took forever to release, this one I just don't know if it'll ever happen. Uh, the Last Guardian. I want it so oh. bad, so <laughs> bad. But I just don't think. I just. I just have a feeling they're just like, eh. <laughs> well, I think they've said that they've like canceled that. That is effectively done. Really? That, now there may be some weird resurgence where uh, you know developer does it on their own, sort of like a uh, Kojima sort of. Yeah. Makes it his own personal project, but I think for the company, it they've officially announced that they've uh, canceled all the work on it. Oh my god! I need to look up a source or a link or see what's going on, and I'll put it in the show notes because I want an, an actual update. Because if that's true, that's extremely upsetting. Because it's been like years now that I've been like, that looks so amazing. I loved Eco. I loved Shadow of the Colossus. It's just like this new game looks so good. And interesting, like their their games were such uh, amazing storytelling games. I'm always curious about games that take so long to actually come out because we got Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> God, that was just yeah, we didn't even. Yeah, that was not worth the wait at all. <laughs> no one wanted that game. No. <laughs> I feel like but, when it came out, people were like, "What's Duke Nukem again?" Like, <laughs> it was like a totally different like era of children that were like duke nukem yeah exactly it doesn't make any sense it'd be like if hollow notes came out with their own like nes team remember this guys it's like no this is old and dated (laughs) why would we want this oh man (laughs) but speaking of big games are canceled um i know it's all over the internet but kojima and uh gamma de toro's silent hills was officially shut down like officially Closed. I, I yeah. just heard this. What the fuck? And people were freaking out about the trailer. I think even the trailer is going down. Oh, are they taking the? They're PT taking down? everything down. In fact, in the demo in itself. So I think you got to download it now. It's probably already gone. I'm not sure. Well, especially by the time this airs. So. Oh jeez. I mean, it's kind of good for me because I never want to see that demo again because it was horrifying. I just wish I would have gotten it just to try it but oh man it's also just a shame that so much effort goes into something just to pull the plug like what 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 would cause that there's probably a huge demand for it oh it's kojima and kimono toro i'm i'm terrified of it but i'll still pay for it exactly (laughs) that's what i mean like what a team and yet i guess they determined it wasn't gonna profit i I have no idea i uh I have no idea. I just know that they shut it down. And it's unbelievable to me because I know so many people that were so excited for that game. Oh, absolutely. Me, myself included. So that's a bummer. Stop canceling good games, people. (laughs) Yeah, stop making the crappy games and start making the good games. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think think it might have something to do with Kojima leaving Konami because he left recently. And then I'm going to say maybe three weeks after that, uh, Silent Hills was canceled. Mm. Yeah, I think that definitely then played a role. Oh. It breaks my heart. I still have uh, Metal Gear Ground Zero and Metal Gear uh, Rising to play. Haven't gotten to them yet. But I love uh, the story of Metal Gear Rising because Kojima left, let Konami take care of his, uh, you know, his baby, the Metal Gear franchise, let them do it without him. He comes back, see that they made Metal Gear Revengeance. He slaps their hand away from the project and says, you fucked up. My turn. Like, let me fix this. And it redid the game. (laughs) Uh, Crazy. It's amazing. (laughs) You know, it's it's too bad, though, that, you know, like, 
I feel that designers, like game designers and, and game makers, are artists in their own manner. So they all have those like temper tantrums. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? They're like, I'm just done. I'm done. I can't handle this anymore. I'm done. I'm out. I'll see you guys in like a year. <laughs> That's yeah. true. And I think it's usually best for them to put the project or whatever on hold until they can compose themselves and then come back versus trying to finish it without them or just canceling it all together. Yeah, I sure hope they they just put the last guardian on on hold, but we'll see. Hopefully like so. the one game I want to see come to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful beautiful trailer they had years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of certain gaming stuff, uh I was just wondering, are you looking forward to anything on the horizon? Like I'm not too sure myself if I have anything that I'm looking forward to. I'm trying to think cuz like one of my one of my big ones was like the Borderlands, the Handsome Jack collection, which came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also had uh, Mortal Kombat, which just came out. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was playing that. I was waiting for you. Guys. Well, I was waiting. I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> I was just getting so mad because I never put anything on easy, and I never actually look at any of the moves. I just button mash. It <laughs> works for me, which never works out for me. Um, but. Uh, coming up, I know Call of Duty is coming out and a lot of people, there's, I don't, ha- I'm just going to preemptively say, it, I do not hate Call of Duty. But? I don't. But I just don't understand. I they do. change like five things and everyone's like, oh my God, it's great. It's the best game ever. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm like, come on guys. <laughs> it's <laughs> the same game. They just changed how you launch your stickies differently. And they gave you, you know, the same guns, but different perks. (laughs) It's like the whole genre of sport gaming. I was going to say, it's the same audience of Madden and MLB and NHL. So, and those games are the same thing. They just tweak a little thing, change the roster out. So, I think their audience is already conditioned to embrace games that are slightly different than what they know, but not too different. Yeah. I mean, sadly enough, I probably will buy it because all of my friends will have it so unless i want to sit and play borderlands by myself which i have done <laughs> yeah. i have done i've done multiple times but <laughs> um it's just you know i'll probably get it to play i'm not really good at it but i do it i think i've bought borderlands 2 four times now oh my god because i bought it, three I bought times it once, for me. once for the console and then i bought like three copies for the pc because my buddy's like, oh, I don't have a console, but if you play it for the PC, I'll play with you. I was like, deal. And then we never played. <laughs> and I was like, you bastards. Oh, you man. owe me like 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I have it for the PC because I stream. So when I'm on Twitch, I stream and I'll do like Borderlands. I also have it. I had it for my Xbox 360. And obviously now I got it for my Xbox One. Oh. Uh, yeah. So are you all up to date with the console? Because I see on your PSN account, you also have the PS4. I have the PS4. I traded in I traded in my 360 and my PS3, which was like I will I say this to everyone that I tell this to. It really hurt my soul to <laughs> trade in my PS3 and my Xbox 360. I can believe that. Yeah. Like it I sat on the floor with all the cords and everything all like rolled up and ready to go and the games and I just sat there and was like <sighs> like I just couldn't. And um it took me a good hour to kind of just gather everything and just go 
to get my PS4. Emotionally prepare yourself. Yeah, because I was like, I know I'm not going to get shit for half this stuff. Exactly. You (laughs) go in there wearing all black and, like, expecting, like, them to offer you $5, and you're like, do you have any last words? (laughs) It's like, I don't know if I want to give this to you. To be honest, I was literally expecting... I had so many games. I had two consoles, and I was expecting a lot more than $250, which wasn't bad, Wow. But I was expecting a lot more than that. I Considering one console is $250. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, I wasn't going to complain because it's not them who set the prices. <laughs> but I was just kind of like my soul. My Crushed. Soul. Yeah. yeah. All my Assassin's Creed games that I've handed in, all of the Borderlands, the Diablo, everything gone. Yeah. Okay. I, you brought up Assassin's Creed, and I was going to try and tiptoe around it. <laughs> but I see it's one of your favorite series on uh, your, it is. your it GR really games. You can ask, just ask me. I know what you're going to ask me. Go ahead. Okay. I was also a massive fan. I love the first one. I still defend it, even though it was insanely repetitive. Yes. I, I still will defend it against other people. Second one fixed, like, everything. Yep. Assassin's Creed 2 and Mass Effect 2, I think, were some of the best sequels because they fixed, like, the biggest flaws, and it was great. Yes. Love Brotherhood. Got really into the multiplayer. I did, Yeah, I really liked Brotherhood, too. I did really well up until someone uh, jailbroke the PS3, and then oh. people started hacking into the multiplayer, and then I couldn't beat them. Like, it was impossible. And then Revelations came out. Got a little annoyed. Felt a little cheated. Felt like it was just the reskinning of Brotherhood, but even worse. Yes, <laughs> I agree. And then 3 came out. And I enjoyed it. It was quite different. Collecting all those pages for Benjamin Franklin are bullshit. Oh, God. Yep, Yep, they were. And it also had the single-handedly longest tutorial I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Yeah! It's like a third of the game. It really did. That was was terrifying. (laughs) But then they just... I I think it's even on a previous episode. I talked about Assassin's Creed Rogue. I didn't even know this was a thing, and apparently it came out this year. Yeah, I, I never... I didn't really care too much for it. I didn't play it. I just kind of was like, hmm. Like, I feel like we're getting a little repetitive here because they had Black Flag. And exactly. I I loved Black Flag. Like, a lot of people don't like it, but I spent more of the game hunting white whales than anything. <laughs> like, the first thing I did when I got money was upgrade my ship. That's the first thing I did. I don't. I didn't do any weapons. I didn't do it. Like I upgraded my ship and I went hunting for white whales and I just hunted the whole entire time. Like there's just I, on my Instagram. I think there's like five pictures of just some of the white whales that I caught. It was just ridiculous. You're, you're committing aquatic mammal genocide. <laughs> it was great. I enjoyed every second of it. <laughs> now I admit that I haven't played Black Sail and I've heard great things about it. I've heard. People on both sides, but I've heard more positive stuff than anything. Yeah. And I understand from a gameplay element that you're a pirate now. It's a different, unique take on it. And it, I heard it, they do it well. They did really well. I got kind of annoyed. Until you get used to it, the ship navigation is a little, like, just trying to steer the ship is a little weird. But once you get the hang of it, it's just, it's flawless. Um, and the graphics-wise were absolutely amazing. Like it was just one of the it was one of the better games. I've heard that as well. My problem comes from a pure story element of it, where 
up till this point, we're going through Desmond's ancestors. And yeah. then the next game, the next game they expect a full $60 for. And if you pre-order it, you get a tiny little black flag football. That doesn't make sense. That, that made no sense, no. But well, the story is, you're just this dude in the same timeline as the last game, and you, he just stole the assassin's clothes from someone else. Well, so kind now- of, but I think in the same token, uh, the game, the story to it was Abstergo finally, because throughout the whole series, you're fighting Abstergo. Okay. And they're the Templars. Spoiler. Sorry. Whoever no has if you don't game. know that, you should. I'm just, I'm just spoiler <laughs> right now. But um, they are the Templars. So throughout, when you, when you switch between Desmond back and forth, they're always running from Abstergo. And in this, in this portion of the game, Abstergo has finally opened their own, like, relive your own past kind of quote unquote like I want to say like entertainment but what they're really doing as Templars is obviously trying to hunt down the artifacts that they need through history I I just have a problem with the overall story of Assassin's Creed of how it just went from like yeah organization to future gods that are actually (laughs) in the past of a different race and now Minerva is evil or something you know what I'm done you know what that's that's when uh games need to take out like i don't how do i word this it's it's better when something's simple let's put it that way yeah assassin's creed started pretty convoluted and over the top story-wise and i was a little scared from the first one to the second one they already retconned lucy's finger where in the first one she was missing the digit because that's what all the assassins had but then in the second one she had it back i think that's just faulty on someone who is (laughs) like not paid attention. <laughs> exactly. I think it started Assassin's Creed like, hey, we'll test out this new uh, IP, this new game concept. And then it took off really well and they didn't expect it to. And they're like, all right, we got to, you know, now Ubisoft's got its hands and it's in the pot and they're they're fucking up the sauce. And now they're charging you <laughs> to forcing you to be, play Uplay and ruining the whole multiplayer. Yeah, I the Uplay, yeah. the Uplay, I was really, I was like, this, this is so stupid. So stupid. Like, the, but all of them do it though now. Oh, all but it's of so the major terrible. gaming companies are—they all have their own version of "quote unquote" you play. Well, like, that's, Rock, like, Rockstar does it. Yeah, it's true. But like I was uh, mentioned earlier, Mass Effect. My buddy hasn't played. He doesn't have a console, or he doesn't have a 360, so he can't get them all on the console. He's like, "Oh, I'll just get them all for the PC." But I believe the third one isn't on Steam, and you need an Origin account for. Oh, yes. and he goes. I guess I'll never play the series now. <laughs> and it broke my heart because it's my favorite I, I have to say, I have an Origin account. I know I, I'm not a big fan of EA and, and all that stuff, but I, I, my guilty pleasure is the Sims game. Oh, well, everyone loves the Sims. It's a big guilty pleasure. <laughs> You're going to play God. Who doesn't well, want that? I can't control my own life, so I might as well control somebody else's. <laughs> <laughs> and then you delete the ladder into the pool and everyone drowns. It's yes. great. We've all been there. <laughs> my yeah, my favorite is when someone dies, you can actually interact with the Grim Reaper. <gasps> yes, and you can like barter with them. Yes. And they'll come back as a zombie. Yes. Oh, or they're so always they're like a spirit that comes out every night and just messes uh, yeah. with stuff. It's great. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in that game. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, seeing how you have a bunch of the next gen games and PC, like which do you prefer ultimately? I favor them. There's phases I go through of favoriting. Um, I need a capture card so that I can stream better when I'm playing on my consoles because I don't have a camera for my PS3 I did, or PS4. I can't, I can't justify. I've got the Kinect, and I'm like, I really just don't want cameras everywhere. Like, I'm not comfortable with this idea. And <laughs> I, I need to get a capture card. But right now I'm really favoriting my PS4. Um, usually when I stream, I play PC games primarily. I've got an Xbox controller because I'm very comfortable with an Xbox because that has always that was my always game game console of choice always um but i've been really swaying to my ps4 like it, it, the interface is so much better it it really is oh that's it's a, good to hear <laughs> yeah the the interface is like you're on xbox and i don't know if you guys have a xbox one i do not okay well with the connect you use the voice commands which is like the laziest thing to do but it's so great when it works <laughs> Like it's, it. it's great. It really is. But like, um, like I when I'm playing, the, hmm? I think that's the key though. When it works, when it works. Yeah. That is the keyword because like, I'll be playing call of duty and I'll be like Xbox record that because I want to catch a clip. Cause I'm not great at call of duty, but when I get a double kill, I want to record it because it's a rare happening and it will either take it, record it or not record it at all. And it's gone forever. Oh, so me going, hey, dude, remember when I got that double kill? They're like, no. I'm like, oh, well, never mind. Uh. <laughs> but, like, I watch a lot of Netflix, so I will be like, you know, Xbox pause, which is great. I don't have to use the controller, so if I'm sitting in front of my TV, you know, eating, I don't have to get up. Like, if I say Xbox pause, it just pauses. I can get up, walk away. I don't have to use the controller. I don't have to fumble with anything. So, but I hate the partying, like, when you make a party. If you leave your game, it will bring you back to whatever main menu you're in if you go over and open your friends list, unless you do, like, Xbox Snap. And that annoys the piss out of me. Yeah, that sounds annoying. It is. It's like Xbox Snap, and then it pops up, and then you can't, you can't get over to your, like, game. So you're using all the voice commands, but yeah, you can't play yet. And you're sitting there trying to set up a party, and it's, very, it's just very, mm, like, it's just cumbersome. Yeah, unintuitive. Yeah, like it's not free-flowing. And PlayStation, you just hit the PlayStation Home button, brings you back to the main screen, go to create a party, add a party, select everybody you want, send it out, bam, done. You're back in your game and people start joining your party. Nice, yeah. Like it's so easy. And then they have Spotify, so you can listen to music while you game. That's tight. Yeah, like I mean, if you stream, people can't hear it, which I wish you could. Because that just makes the whole world better when they can hear what you're listening to. Sure. Um, but it's it's just great. You make playlists. You can listen to all different types of music, and it's great. It's like a pan. I I used Pandora, but now I've I've switched over to Spotify because it's great. I'm cool. curious about music while you play because I've know with some less players on YouTube, they've actually been getting into trouble singing songs on their videos because it's being being flagged by YouTube for copyright infringement oh they they fly on twitch all the time like half of my half of my twitch streams are always like muted <laughs> because i listen to music or when i'm really drunk on occasion i'll sing it's great, <laughs> it's great. last friday that was i was in that 
entertainment mode. So, um, yeah, they, they will actually, Twitch will mute half your stream if it has copyright infringement on it. Wow. I'm curious, though, like, I could understand if you're just playing the music how that could be copyright infringement, but how is singing copyright infringement? Like, if I do a sketch of, like, the Mona Lisa with my, like, left hand, is that copyright <laughs> infringement? Like, am I infringing on a great piece of art because it's really terrible, but it's a clear attempt at it? You know, those... <laughs> That's a great way to put it. That is a great way to put it. I don't know. You know, I I think it's copyright infringement because it... it I don't know. Artists, labels, whatever. They just... People may name it the name of the song, and I know that's copyright infringement. Well, what about, I don't know if either of you are going to actually know the answer to this, but what if I'm streaming or something, and in the background I'm just playing a record, like I have a big vinyl collection, what if I'm just spinning a record while I'm doing that? Am I, like, is that, like, I don't know. <laughs> they will They will mute it. That's insane. It, it's just, like, not fair. It's like, like I, I purchased this music, I'm just playing it in I my listen room. to my iTunes. I've purchased all of those songs on my iTunes. I spent my dollar, whatever, 29 Yeah. <laughs> on all of these songs, or 99 cents, so they technically are all mine. Yeah, so why can't I, like, play it while... Oh, that's just so frustrating. It is, and, you know, now I just don't care, because I'm like, you know what, the uploading of your Twitch stream to YouTube downgrades whatever graphic quality you have. Oh, I imagine that, yeah. Yeah, like, it's terrible graphic quality. Then if you take it from YouTube and export it onto your computer, it's even worse. Oof. So I'm like, I don't even know why I bother. Like, I don't care anymore. I don't try to edit clips of, like, my awesome things that happen during my streams. I've just given up on that. Well, it's funny you say that, because I just recently saw the one Twitch, uh, channel or feed that i'm uh really into is the attack with kevin Pereira and alex correa and i saw they just did a live stream like a seven hour marathon or something i'm like how is that even possible <laughs> that just sounds like so much work <laughs> people people do it for 24 hours oh yeah i've seen God. a few of those like i sign up to do um uh not let's play extra life and it's a 24-hour live stream once a year, and you raise money during that time, and everything goes, like, it goes to a children's hospital. And mine goes to Connecticut Children's Hospital for any donations that I get. But it's a 24-hour live stream. You don't have to do it, you know, you don't have to do it that day. You could do half to half. You could do, it just has to be done before that day. Okay. Um, but people do those 24-hour live streams, and I can't even make it for, like, eight hours at work. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. Like 24 hours doing anything else. Oh, my so. God. People would see the dark side of me. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I really think that's why people watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I really want to say, because after a certain hour, everyone's like, eight hours, let's do this, let's watch, let's see, what, let's see what's going on. Yeah, this guy's got to be going crazy by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like 10 people there for like the first five hours, but like, come in at hour 12, like, that's when the gold's happening. <laughs> That's when you're just mumbling incoherently and you're just yelling weird. I just don't even insults. think like I could I could stream for that long. Like I've done four or five hour streams. Like I've done about five hours, I think was the max I've done. And I was doing um like Diablo. I was playing Diablo, I was doing raids, I was doing riffs, I was doing you know, I was just going crazy. But I was with a group a good group of people. So for five hours it was like nothing. Like we were just talking and playing video games. Nice. But for for another ten like another five hours, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> yeah. I know for me, if it had to be like 
entertaining. Like if I had to keep talking or uh, keep narrating what I'm doing, I'd go insane after like two hours. But I've, I've got my dad has called them like video game comas because like, <laughs> when I got a new game on like Christmas Day, the next day that's all I did was play it, <laughs> and he would see me up at like eight a.m. playing it, and I would maybe stop playing at like eleven p.m. that night. And he says, he's like, I've seen you go to the bathroom and come into the kitchen once all day. <laughs> and every other second you're playing that goddamn game. Like, how is it possible? And I don't know. My body just, like, shuts down when I'm focusing too hard. It's dedication, man. That's a, a true gamer. That's why you're one of our hosts. <laughs> <laughs> That's why all the blood pools in my legs and I'm not able to walk for the next two days. <laughs> No, dude, I've definitely been like that with certain games. It just depends on the game. But speaking of this, uh, we have to pop this question. What is your favorite game ever? I mean, you've probably covered it on your own show, but I'm sure our listeners don't know. So I have to ask. <laughs> okay, so I have I have a few. Um, Fair my enough. Fa- my favorite, I, I like to span over some time. So my first, my favorite game was one of the first games I ever played was A Boy in His Blob for the NES system. Oh, wow. Classic. Yeah, that was one of my favorite games to this day, still is. And then when it came out for the Wii, I do have it for my Wii. And I played the shit out of that game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then as it turned into, I had my first Xbox, you know, the big brick, um, which is still a big brick, but the old brick. And um, Halo was definitely my favorite favorite game there. and. That's that's actually what really brought me back into gaming was Halo. I've heard that from a few people that that was definitively the game to you know respark that interest. It, yeah, it's just that game Combat Evolved. It just it was a game changer, and it was just also just a phenomenal sci-fi story. I didn't really like the way the Halo series turned out, but the first two games specifically, like. Really. The first two games were great, and I remember I still to this day remember that. The night I finished playing Halo, the original game, I finished the whole story. Like that ending. I, oh my god. Yeah, like I felt so awesome. I was like, this is the coolest fucking game ever. It really was. You're like, you're killing all these like zombies and aliens, and then all of a sudden, like the ship's about to explode. You gotta get in a warthog and fucking fly through like this massive ship. It was just unbelievable. And yeah, like it was just so goddamn good. And the second game was on par as far as story and and the feel. I loved it, but it, and the it, multiplayer. Oh, absolutely, so goddamn oh. good. I used to skip school, which I've, I've talked to this about my podcast. I used to skip school. I was in high school. I used to skip school all the time and I would go home and I'd play Halo. I used to stay up to four o'clock in the morning playing Halo, go to school late. (laughs) And, um, yeah, like I, my life was Halo 2 multiplayer. That is so funny. And yeah, I even remember the year it came out for around Christmas time, I got it because like I didn't really have the money to get it, and I was kind of young. But my older sister, I think, got it for me uh, for Christmas, and it was the like the special edition version. Uh, like it was like this, like not a metal casing, but I just and I it, also it was also the came, silver case. Yes, exactly. I had it too. Yeah, it was so good, it. and I also <laughs> had like a poster. Oh my god, I was such a Halo freak. But it's it's a shame that well nowadays i definitely i've also though grew up with playstation because that was like i guess my first console was genesis but then after that it was playstation 1 playstation 2 playstation 3 and i've been really diehard sony but 
the only reason I even had an uh, yeah you say an original Xbox that that brick was for Halo specifically, and I never got a 360 because I didn't really have the interest in Halo Three because I I did get to play it and the story was just awful in my opinion. Yeah, the story was no good. It's funny I though, literally only got it to play the multiplayer. It's funny referring to the original Xbox as the original Xbox because I when the 360 came out, I would just refer to it oh like Xbox One, but yeah. like it's like God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Took that away from us too. Yeah, <laughs> just made it that much more confusing. Microsoft. Yeah, thanks, Microsoft. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I had growing up, I had an NES. We had an Atari. Um, we also had a Sega. Um, I had a Game Boy. I had a pocket Game Boy. Oh, nice. Yeah, the pocket one is cool shit. That was the one without color. I think I had it too. Yes, it was without color. I yes. did. I was not cool enough to get the one with color. Me so neither. Me neither. <laughs> I had the pocket. Uh, yeah, those things were actual bricks. Yeah, and yes. it was and it was like playing uh, the original Pokemon games on that was so unsatisfying. I carry in my purse with me Pokemon um, uh, Ruby, Ruby nice. Red. I don't know why it's in there. I've had it in there. I moved from like apartment to apartment and it just I threw it in my purse and it's been in that purse ever since. And it transfers from purse to purse. Like it's now just part of the shit I keep in there. <laughs> That's awesome. It's <laughs> like a lucky charm now. It literally is. And people laugh when I go through my purse. I pull out like gum and the game. And they're like, why do you have that in there? I'm like, it's a long story. Like there's <laughs> no story behind it. I'm just, it's a long story. Just don't ask. I would just say emergency because you never know. <laughs> you never know when you're gonna. I don't even know if it works to be honest, because <laughs> it's not even like it's just the game. Oh god! Like, <laughs> check out your save data. You have like all these legendary <laughs> Pokemon on there. That's like um, my. That's like my cousin. He carries around his uh, dice from D and D, like Jesus. all of them. So I'm just like, why do you? I have, have wanted to play. I have wanted to play a D&D game for the longest time. Well, you should join our other podcast. I mean, plug, I, plug, plug. yeah. All right. So speaking of which, <laughs> we, we have another podcast called Almost Better Than Dragons, where uh, the group of us all play Dungeons and Dragons. And we would love to have you on an episode or oh, two. Oh, my God. I will so do it. I have never played a Dungeons and Dragons game. Oh, fantastic. I will send you a link to our other podcast. We only have three episodes, but um, there's a bunch in production, and I think you're going to really love it. And we're starting a new season, so that'd actually be great for your debut. It'll be a that traditional be awesome. fantasy. Uh, I will so do it. Oh my god, Matt is going to be so excited to have a female on our <laughs> podcast later. <laughs> no, that just sounds like so much fun, because I, I know people who played, and they're like, the game is so long. I said, but... I, I'm a writer, I'm creative, I'm a photographer. Like, I like those kind of stories. Like, especially to be able to be part of it. And I can also be a jerk, so I'm just going to let you guys know now. No, good. I'm an asshole. That's fine. <laughs> we need somebody to battle, Bren. Okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Sorry, I shot you in the leg because I got cocky and did a trick shot. Yeah, it and I, I allowed it to happen, too, so it was my own fault. <laughs> That might be a little spoiler, because I'm not sure when that episode comes out. Uh, oh, yeah, good point. It, it's a tease. It'll make people want to listen now. Exactly. Check out Almost Better Than Dragons, but back to the show. But, yeah, I'm, I was always surprised my cousin carried his dice around, because it's not like a regular dice where you would play, you know, oh. craps with or something. Like, yeah. it's specifically a D20, a D10, <laughs> and I'm just like, you'll never have a spontaneous game of D&D. &D. Like, it'll never just happen in the streets one day. 
You never know. Someone might just be sitting at a, like a cafe somewhere and they're like, you know what? I feel like D and D. And then someone turns around. They're like, dude, did you just say D and D? Cause like, I want to play it too. And then like, it's just this massive game that starts. I would love to see that happen. Dude, that would be so Imagine awesome. a flash dance, but a flash D and D like everybody all just starts like rolling. And <laughs> I also, I also play magic. Like if you oh, guys nice. magic as well. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause my buddy, Got into it recently. He bought off, I can only assume, a bunch of stolen cards. Because he got, like, 200 cards for, like, 40 bucks. You can get them off, like, eBay and stuff for super cheap, but they're the old the old cards that aren't technically part of, like, the new game. Like, you can play them in a freestyle match, but if you want to, like, play play, you can't use them. Oh, oh no, wow. he bought these off some guy at work. Oh, okay. Behind the dumpster. Oh, oh. Yeah, super shady. But wow. because he has so many there behind the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> but because he has so many of them now, he started getting into it, and he's dragging me into it. I my cousins, my cousin who carries around the dice, played a lot when I was younger, and I didn't really have a good idea. I decided to play a few rounds with him. I beat him four out of six of the games, not really having an idea. Nice. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's. It- it's funny though you say that the, some of the older cards are kind of like not regulation now. Is that's, no, that's they're not. that's really weird to me because that's the one thing that kind of makes me interested in Magic: The Gathering. I've never played, but I know of how badass the cards look art wise, and I just I want to get involved with that. But I also know that it's been around since like I don't know the eighties or something. So like there's like a boatload of these cards. I thought you'd be able to pull out some like ancient well, like eighties card and be like, this is badass as hell. You can, but not if you're playing tournament rules. Okay. So to get, like, you know how they do the magic, um, like, finals, and they put them on, like, ESPN or something like that, which sure. was super yeah. weird when I saw Yeah, it was on ESPN. I was like, this is, there must be nothing going on right now in the sport world. Like, nothing. I never watch ESPN, so I never knew. No, like, there must be nothing. So um, to play, which I know someone's going to correct me that listens to your podcast, because I'm probably going to say it wrong. So I'm sorry if I offend anybody with what I'm about to say. <laughs> there are certain regulations, um, and they, that's why they always come out with new cards. But you can, like, when I have Magic Knights at my house, we play with any deck of cards. Like, you can have the old deck, because I have old cards from the early 90s. So I'm like, you can play with whatever you want. You can have a new deck. You can have tournament-style deck. I don't care. Whatever you play is what you have. But if you want to compete in tournaments, you have to use the tournament cards that are either given to you or the packs that you make that are, like, approved, which I'm pretty sure all Magic games that I have seen, you open up, like, a booster pack, take out a card and pass it. Open up another pack. Yeah, like, you just keep taking and you build your deck before you play. Interesting. Yeah, and you get ranked in the Magic world, if you could see me doing air quotes. The magic world, <laughs> as and you get ranked and you work your way up the ranks into, you know, being recognized by you know the wizards and um, being in their tournaments like on TV and stuff. Cool. Oh, neat. Well, I never knew half of that stuff, so that was. I'm glad you could give me a little filler information. On that. <laughs> it's kind of MLG, guys. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a terrifying realization that some kids could be playing magic right now, and he lays down a card and he goes. Ew, where'd you get that card? It's like, oh, I got it from my dad. Like, like, <laughs> nerd, nerd, like nerdy stuff has like a second generation now of just yeah, hand me down magic cards. <laughs> yeah. My uncle gave me this card. Oh man, 
Sorry, that just blew my mind. <laughs> that you can, like, be passing down, like, Star Trek figures and stuff now. and like Mad Pokemon Mad cards. Pokemon cards. Oh, God. The holographic Charizard's been in my family for 40 years. <laughs> we'll never let it go. Pokemon cards are weird, because I never got too into them. I had a bunch of them, because they just somehow amass in the house of children who were born in the 90s. Yeah. But Isn't that the truth? I, I had ne- Furbies, okay? I had Furbies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, those are nightmarish. I never got into the card game itself, but I got really into the Pokemon card game, Game Boy game. So I had the cards, and I just never felt like picking them up. But if it was all condensed into this little handheld game, I would totally play it. Yeah, I was the same way. I had the cards, never had friends that wanted to play. We all just collected them and then ended up selling them. Yep. <laughs> you had a five bucks for 40 pounds of cards. Yeah. God, I have so many cards that I'm embarrassed to own. I d- and they're not even sellable. It's like, it's just look at your mistake. Yeah. <laughs> look at all this wasted money. <laughs> But, but back um, then, I don't. Th- I think they were only like what, like a dollar ninety nine or something like that for a pack. That's the thing. They're like four bucks now. I see people yeah. buying them. I'm just like, dude. Mm-mm. I was like, get into crack. It's much cheaper yeah. and healthier for you. You can literally <laughs> invest in anything other than that, and it's yeah. probably better. I put all my money in Enron. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> so much better than Pokemon cards. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, are you up to playing a conversation game? Okay. Like, totally bomb this. <laughs> oh, no. Most likely you're going to win. We'll see, though. Um, so let me just give you a little background on what it is. It's called I Was the Walrus. And one of, I guess, either me and me or Brent are going to be judge. And the contestants kind of have like a rock, paper, scissors match where the, the judge gives you a category, say, um, oh, what weapon would you want to have in a fight? And then both contestants say their answers at the same time, and then the judge picks which is the winner. And then we do three rounds, the best of three. Okay. Think, All right. I think one of my favorites is what kitchen appliance would you want to defend your house against a home invasion? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was what kitchen appliance, but that was one of the answers. <laughs> that was one of the answers. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. It, yeah. But I think um, the other one was ABBA CDs. <laughs> so it can literally be anything. Okay, cool. Who should judge, Bren? I don't honestly care one way or another. I can do I can do categories or contest. Uh I feel like I've been judged a lot because I keep winning, so you guys keep pushing me out to the side. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't had a chance to score. Oh, another in a while. go. Alright, that's cool. Um, let me think here then. I'll give you a warning, Angie. I am undefeated. Okay. Um, we'll see. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now Seeing how we kind of got down the trading card route, I'm going to go with, if you could pick any card from any trading card game, which would you choose to represent you in a, in a, in a match? 
Oh God. We love the gladiator scenarios, don't we? Oh, of course. It's 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 a good one to start with. I'll try to get a little more creative as you guys come up with your answers. But I'm worried because she likes magic, and I know. I know it can be. It could be any. It yeah, could be, be Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, regular cards. Um, <laughs> like the ace cards. To, yeah, I was thinking <laughs> it could be the Joker. You know. I'm just trying to think of what card I can pick and then have to somehow describe. Because I know. I I would use. Can I go? If oh I have yeah. A card? Oh. Um. So actually, no. Yeah. I will count down from three. Okay. I, so okay. you're ready, Bran? Are you? Not quite. Okay. And new thing moving forward with this game, we're gonna try to con- like Put constrain it to a time zone. Uh, so you're cool for now, Brent. But I'm just thinking something I do want to have happen as we play the game more frequently. Have it so that yeah, it's more of a spur of the moment answer. Uh, yeah. Okay. But it's it, well, this one's pretty tough. But are you good? Yeah. Okay. Round one, three, two, one, go. Barrel Dragon from Yu-Gi-Oh. What the fuck was that? Uh-oh. And what did you say, Angie? I said trample. Okay. Oh. And so, from which trading card game? From Magic. From okay. Magic. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, am... I thought we were just picking monsters. I didn't well, know we I picked, spells. I, he said any card. I did. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I win, you know, with, you know, any card, and trample's my favorite card. And, Bren, what was yours again? Barrel Dragon. <laughs> now, trample, does that... So that just cut through your defense and like go right for the hit yeah. Points. So so if you if you have a card of whatever like a monster and you throw a trample down, any damage that's done will and blocked it will go through the block and hit the uh, the person. Damn. Yeah. So it really didn't matter what I picked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, because I'm looking at yours now, Bren, and it looks pretty decent. But for anyone who might not know. Barrel Dragon is a dragon that has three gun barrels for a face and hands. Yes, exactly. It's dumb as hell, but it's got a decently high attack rate, and if you flip a coin three times and call it, he can attack up to three times. I saw that. Um, I almost kind of is useless against Trample. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going with Trample. That one's yeah. That was a a tromp a tromping win. Um, I got trampled. You can say it. <laughs> I was going to, but I was like, eh, are we going there? Um, all right. So we're looking at round two. I need a category quick. Let me think here. I should have just gone through my whole deck. It's sitting right next to me. <laughs> I still have it just for the memories. I, You know, I don't have any of my cards near me. They're in the other room. I take them with me to like every gaming convention because you never know when someone's going to be like, you want to play magic? I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I avoid that whole area of conventions just because it's like, I know I'm just going to get destroyed. Oh, people get really mad because they usually play like with the newer decks and I have a sliver deck, Uh, which is like a super awesome deck. Yeah. And everyone gets mad. I may not win, but they still get mad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember playing against someone and they're like, you know, oh, you can only have you know twenty monsters in your deck, ten spell cards, ten trap cards. I was like, when did when did this happen? What rules are these? <laughs> so my friends would just smash them all together and just see what we got and just you know press our luck. Hmm. Okay, I have one, but it's kind of generic. But let's go with it. If uh, how do I put this? If you could live in any 
open world video game, which would it be? Ooh. And I mean, it has to be open world. It can't just be. Yeah. Mm. Open world where you could just like walk around. Maps yeah, meaning and go to the next uh, environment. Yeah. Without a story or a quest. Exactly, and potentially load times or something. Just, but that's it. Okay. Because I'm wondering if we're doing like MMO scale, where it's gigantic, or if it's like uh, Twilight I'm, Princess, where you can go from map to map to map to map. Yeah, I'm thinking all that is encompassed in this question. Okay. Okay. Crap. So any any game. Pretty much, as long as it's not like you're limited to the confines of like the world, like you know, it's not a Rails game. Okay. So nothing shown at E3. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Or Bullet Storm. Sorry, I have to reference every episode. <laughs> every I episode. Hate that game. <laughs> God, we're just giving it more exposure, though. All our listeners are playing, be like, I don't even see what's wrong with this. No kidding. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a weird situation where I go to a convention, meet like the main developer of Bullet Storm, and he's going to punch me square in the throat. <laughs> She's like, I've been the biggest fan of your podcast since... <laughs> <laughs> He's the one guy downloading us just over and over again. <laughs> all you do is talk shit on my baby. But, um... The right. shitty baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready, Brent? Yeah. Okay. Round two. Three, two, one, go. Mass Effect. World of Warcraft. Ooh. Wow. Alright. I think this just kind of boils down to sci-fi versus old-timey fantasy, like, medieval. And honestly, when it comes to that, I would prefer fantasy, but I'm not going to limit it to that make, being my decision-maker. Um, and the good thing about this is I really don't have much background in either, so I'm pretty much, like, impartial. So let me think here, though. I've seen gameplay of both, and I I really enjoy the vibe of both, but I'm... Not necessarily the kind of person, like, I've done that whole MMO thing, but I am more or less the kind of single player, I am going to play this for hours, kind of like Bren. So, given that, <laughs> I'm going to go with Mass Effect on this one. Mass Effect is a freaking good game, though. Yeah. For an added, added perk, in Mass Effect, you can punch a reporter in the face and yes. fuck nearly everyone on your ship. I tried. All right. So I'm just, I know this is a little, it's kind of off topic, but not really. I had the biggest crush on James Vega for like the longest time until I figured out Freddie Prince Jr. voiced him. And I was like, <laughs> I'm done. Done. That broke it for you? Done. That ruined it. Totally ruined it for me. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Cause I'm like, I'm like, this has got to be after like a real person. Like, <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. You don't want a guy who has, like, the body of The Rock, but the mind of Freddie Jones or Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it just really bothered me, that's all. <laughs> it's understandable. It's Freddie Prince Jr., I mean. <laughs> I like how that broke it for you, though. I, I it feel like really did. It, it would make no, it No, like, you know, like, he was this giant like meathead dude with like tattoos i'm like this guy's really sexy i wonder who does his voice and then you're like oh god no <laughs> uh. just no like uh. it should have been a no name it should have been someone who was not famous by any means <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> what about the joker being uh seth green it was weird <laughs> <laughs> 
Except with his character, they even kind of made him look like him. So it wasn't like it'd be that much of a shock when you found out who played him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. does not look anything like no, James not Vega. At all. Like nothing like James Vega. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> much to your discontent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So I think we're at a tiebreaker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. I need to uh, think of something really good for this one. I'm afraid, though, if I did live in the Mass Effect universe, I would be one of those, like, scrub kids, like, running the vent rats. Running oh, the Citadel. yeah. Someone would turn on a vent, and I would just be sucked out. Like, I wouldn't be anything cool. <laughs> wouldn't be, like, Thane Kiso. The best character. What would be the weirdest item to find a portal to another dimension in? Oh. <laughs> Weird. Hmm. Well, it's definitely not an old-timey police box. That would make perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I've got one. Uh, I feel like I feel like I should have one quick, but it's it's not as easy. That's how I feel with categories. So we'll we'll instill that the next time. Uh, all right, I'm good. All right, guys, this is for the win. Round three. Three, two, one, go. A can of soup. Your shoe. <laughs> oh. Ew. Because it's like you put your foot in there every day. How come it doesn't get sucked in? <laughs> <laughs> a can of soup, you just open it after you use the can opener, it just sucks everything in. Oh. Black hole. Damn. This isn't tomato soup. <laughs> <laughs> this is not. I knew it was a little bit heavier. <laughs> oh, wasn't there a. Disney Channel original movie called Can of Worms, and the kid like opened up cans and like aliens came out or something. Oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> that sounds like the worst. It was called Can of Worms, and I knew it had something to do with aliens like just coming out of random portals like out of nowhere. And of course, it had that like terrible Disney Muppety like everything looked super foamy. I'm just. I'm just picturing, like, a chicken noodle soup commercial, and the person's like, look how delicious, and they open it up, and they just get sucked in on live TV. (laughs) (laughs) But, and also a shoe, that's, hmm. Well, the thing with a can opener, you don't see it coming. A shoe, you could look into your shoe before you put your foot in. Like, I often Australia. We don't have to look in for brown recluse spiders in our shoes. Yes, I do. I still check for spiders when I put my shoes on. I might be weird when... That's your issue. Yeah. No, I am definitely arachnophobic, so I can't deny. But I'm going with Canda Soup. That that just yes. that was the winner. Oh, Finally beat. <laughs> yeah, this is this is actually a historic moment. <laughs> Bren has seen his first defeat. But it's all good. You're still beating the rest of us by like three or four. I don't even know. Well, that's not a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, see, you, you met your match. She'll have to come back on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, We're going to settle this in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> nice. We should, we should uh, live stream that. Bren yeah. tries to get revenge. <laughs> But um, thanks for playing, and yeah, I'm, I guess that pretty much does it for this episode. There's really not too much else I have in mind, but is there anything you want to plug or any anywhere uh, listeners can find you? Sure. So I will do this awesomely. So you can find us at, uh, you can find UGR Gaming at www.ugrgaming.com. 
Um, you can also find the Gamer Chat Weekly podcast at UGR Gaming on Spreaker.com as well as iHeartRadio. Um, you can find me on Twitter if you feel like it, and I'll give you the information if you want to put it in underneath or oh, wherever. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you can find me at Dante's Angel, which is spelled D A N T A E S underscore angel which is the same as my twitch name so come stop by say hi i like to talk to everybody oh will do yeah awesome all right well i guess that one wraps it up uh bren should we plug ourselves? it sounds sounds weird weird every every time time you say say that that. (laughs) (laughs) hey you want to plug (laughs) um yeah i mean you know i'm on twitter at apts brendan i say terrible puns that will make you groan and regret following me uh, we got the, our own Twitch. Was it ABTS or ABT silence? Yes. Right? Yep. That's it. Uh, I guess dubs is doing it more frequently and so is AJ. So hopefully we'll try to get it so that we have a, a solid schedule. Some but, consistency. Yeah. Right now um, it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, also I got my, uh, editing software all set up. So hopefully I'll be doing some more videos for the YouTube channel. Sweet. Get some of those weird LA game space games I talked about. Yeah, yeah everyone's still, still waiting, waiting for, for Pukuzi, so. I'm gonna need four joysticks and some people who have too much free time. Uh, I'll play, so. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys, well, we'll see you next week. Thanks again, Angie, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me on. Alright, take care. Bye.